Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions. Online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions. Online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. Hello, everybody. This is Devin Kadiyama. I am back as the guest host, just the guest host, for the very special episode of The Bay. Over the past few months, KQED has been searching for the next host of this show, and I'm thrilled to be here with the next host of the show, Erica Cruz Guevara, ECG. What's up? Hey, Devin. Good to see you again. Oh my God, it is so good to see you, and um, congratulations on this this job. This is so awesome. I'm so happy that that you took the job. Thank you so much. Thank you. Big shoes to fill. So Alan asked me to come back and guest host this episode of The Bay so we can kind of pass the torch. But also, because you are now the official host of the show, listeners should get to know who you are. I wanted to ask more about your background just to start, because you, like me, are somebody who grew up in the Bay Area, were raised in the Bay. Can you just tell me a little bit about where you grew up? So I was born in Vallejo, but I grew up in Sassoon City in Fairfield, which is in Solano County. It's where my parents moved us because Vallejo was actually too expensive. I feel like it's like was the early version of what we have seen a lot in the Bay Area more recently of people moving more and more out into the suburbs. So my parents did that long ago. I'm really curious and I love this conversation just like is Fairfield or Sassoon the Bay Area? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, totally for me. I mean, Nine County, Solano County, of course. So wait, Devin, do you know the real Bay Area memes Instagram account and or Facebook page? No, I've not heard of it. <laughs> okay, it's just like Bay Area only memes. And this is one that just really resonated with me. Just in thinking about like Fairfield's place in the Bay Area. Is it the Bay? Is it not the Bay? So this one says... Fairfield is awkward because it's kind of the Bay, but it's also kind of sack. Like, imagine waking up every morning and looking at a Golden State Warriors jersey and a sack Kings jersey, knowing you can kind of wear either one, but at the same time, knowing you kind of can't, you know? Even the radio doesn't know what to do. Every station kind of staticky as the Bay's radio signal fights with sacks. Solano County is bizarre. There's some like expletives in there, but I'm not going to say them. Weird place. 707, say it backwards because it is. Damn. 
Is that how it feels, ECG? I felt like someone was like coming for my neck. That's how I felt <laughs> reading that. But it's also so true. How would you describe Fairfield and Sassoon area? I feel like it has a lot of the same qualities of other parts of the Bay Area. Um, it is incredibly diverse. And I think like a lot of people who grow up in um, the Bay Area, you see yourself reflected in some way in the community you lived in. And that was very much my experience growing up. I'm Filipino American. Um, and there was like a Filipino grocery store in the town I grew up in. Um, my neighbors were Filipino, um, Middle Eastern, Black, Latino. You know, our valedictorian in, in high school was like a Filipino American girl. So there, it just has like that quality, I feel like, of the Bay Area of just like that diversity and seeing yourself reflected in certain corners of it. You also went to college here in the Bay. You went to SF State, which you heavily rep. Uh, <laughs> what was it like to go from Fairfield to San Francisco, just to spending a lot more time in San Francisco? I loved going to San Francisco State. I think that experience shaped me so much as a person, but also as a journalist. It was the first place where I was taking ethnic studies, and that was the game changer for me. It changed the way that I viewed the world and the way that I viewed myself and my identity in the world. And I think that experience also shaped me as a journalist when I think about what it means to be Filipino American in this industry and the stories that I'm looking for and thinking about. So yeah, I love San Francisco State. I'm always, always repping. I do want to talk a little bit about how you became a journalist. Do you know when you first realized that this is the kind of work you want to do? I wanted to be a journalist since I was like in middle school, actually. I was just like interested in writing. And um, in high school, I was like obsessed with the news. Um, and then when I got to college um, at San Francisco State, I took this social impact of journalism class. And it went into just like the different kinds of media, the difference between commercial and public media. And I just like fell in love with the mission of public media in that class. And from there, I was like, I want to work at KQED. <laughs> I was like, a, I think a sophomore in college at the time. And I was like, I'm going to get there eventually. Uh, that's where I want to work. How did you actually get to KQED? What was your entry to the station? So it took me a while. <laughs> um, I had applied for a bunch of internships while I was a student at San Francisco State, but I had like nothing really under my belt except for like little audio stories that mm -hmm. I would try and make by myself with like GarageBand, <laughs> like, my iPhone as a recorder. I would, I would never heard back. I would never get, I wouldn't even get like a denial letter. It mm -hmm. was just like mom. Um, but it wasn't until San Francisco State opened up um, this internship, which is known as the Raul Ramirez Diversity Fund Internship, specifically for San Francisco State students um, with the idea of really like uplifting 
people from backgrounds that aren't often represented in journalism, um, funded by this former journalist named Raul Ramirez, who was a queer Cuban immigrant um, and longtime journalist in the Bay Area who left this pot of money because he had the foresight to think about, you know, the fact that our industry lacks just representation. And so that's how I got in. I got in on this pitch about Filipino Americans who never learned to speak their family's native language and how that just creates this emotional but also cultural barrier for um, children of immigrants and how that legacy of losing your language is connected to the to the history of colonialism in the Philippines. And that's how I got into KQED <laughs> with that pitch. <laughs> with this giant pitch and deep, deep story, uh, which I'm sure KQED needed and, and really appreciated at the time. I know the Raul Ramirez internship is a, is a big part of your journey into public media and into journalism. And you still do a lot of work behind the scenes to keep that internship alive and well. So I'm curious, how did that internship shape you early on in in your work? When I actually got to KQED on that pitch, that I remember feeling like, you know what, I actually don't want to do this story. Like, I don't think this is a story no one's going to care. If it was a story, then it would have been done already, you know, and I had kind of convinced myself that it wasn't a story. Um, but then when I actually started working on it and talking to people who had this exact same experience, which came from my own experience being a Filipino American, I always understood um, my family's native language, but I could never speak it back. Um, and I talked to, I just started talking to people in my reporting who had the exact same experience. And I was like, maybe there's something here. And then I ended up finishing the story and it published. And I just heard from people from all over the country and all over the world, even like I, I remember getting emails from people in like the UK who were like, oh my gosh, I did not know that other people also had this experience. And it was just like such a big lesson for me so early on in my career about the importance of, you know, having people who have a different perspective and lens on the world covering the news and saying, the story is the news too. Can we come back to the present day now and talk a little bit about the journalist who you are now? What kinds of stories do you gravitate towards now? Having spent years as a journalist, and obviously we've done hundreds of stories on the Bay, but what kinds of stories are you, are you most attached to and most passionate about? Yeah, I love stories that I think challenge what we believe about the world. I think examples that we've done on the Bay are like the episode we did with KQED health reporter April Demboski about the Tuskegee syphilis experiment and just the way that a lot of politicians and health officials and people in power keep kind of conjuring that experiment up to explain why many Black Americans are not getting vaccinated during the COVID-19 pandemic, but that there's actually something deeper going on there. Um, I love stories like that. 
I love stories where we can take people to parts of the Bay Area that um, they might not always be familiar with or places in the Bay Area that just don't get um, coverage because of the decline in, in local, local media and local newspapers. And so now you're in this role hosting this show. And in many ways, being behind the mic comes with a lot of power, a lot of responsibility, right? Because you are, you know, articulating these stories to a bunch of people out there who are listening. And I know you don't take that lightly, but what does that mean to you to, to kind of be the, be the voice of a show like The Bay? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it is it is a little scary, but it's also a huge honor to um, be in a position where the listeners are really trusting me to take them through some of the biggest stories of our region right now. And yeah, I don't take that lightly at all. Um, when I just think about what I want listeners to hear when they are listening to me as a host. I want them to feel like I'm just the friend that they sent out to go talk to people who are way smarter than me to help them understand this intense but also really amazing place that we live in and help them distill that. Um, that's what I'm hoping that they hear when they listen to me. Well, ECG... Thanks for speaking with me and thanks for even letting me come back on the show and congratulations. This is going to be so much fun and I'm really looking forward to hearing you as the host. Thank you so much, Devin. Good to see you as always. Thank you. Well, dear listener of the Bay, I am so excited to be joining you on your commute, on your run, while you do your laundry, while you play the Bay for your dog. Um, and I can't wait to introduce you to more of our neighbors and to bring you to more corners of the Bay Area and to take this show into its next iteration. And if you are new to the show, welcome. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. I also got to shout out the OGs of this show who I didn't mention in this interview. That's Vinny Tong, Erica Aguilar, and the one and the only Devin Karayama. Hope to make y'all proud. And lastly, I really want to know whether you think Sassoon City and Fairfield are the bay. Um, I do have this one request. Please look at a map of Sassoon City and follow where that water goes. So yeah. And then you can tweet at me at NotoriousECG. This episode of The Bay was produced by Mary Franklin Harvin and our editor, Alan Montecilio. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Guess you'll be hearing more from me. I'll talk to you on Monday. What does your family think about all this? You becoming the host. Um, they're very excited. I do have an uncle who to this day calls me Channel 2 because he thinks that I work for KTVU Channel 2. So Oh my god. Maybe great. once he that's learns great. that I'm the host of the Bay at KQD, he'll call me I don't know. Probably not. <laughs>